Yo, what up, guys? What's up? What's up, gang? How we doing? What's up, dude? How we doing? Hey, man. Yeah, <laughs> we we here. We here. We living. We living. Yeah. We, we we bolted up. We bolted up. We bolted hey. up, baby. Bolt Bros. Let's go. Bolt Bros. Hit it up, dude. We got it. We oh, got that actually. Shirt. Yeah, it's good yeah. shirt. Good solid shirt. People were pretty hyped about it uh, at Thunder Alley and everything too. They seemed like they enjoyed it and everything too. We we actually have that in our Zazzle shop. If you guys want to get a Bolt Bros T-shirt, we we always talk constantly. I, I swear, every single time we get on here, we always say, "Oh, we should make a shirt out of this. We should make a shirt out of that." We're always trying to add more merch in there. So you know, we're, we'll we'll be putting more merch in there. But if you guys want to be a part of the Bolt Bros. And support us, guys. We appreciate that. Check out our Zazzle shop, um, which is in our channel link and everything, too. So take a look at it, my guys. My guys. But, uh, yeah, man. Uh, Raider Week. Family Trust Respect. All week. <laughs> Raider Week. We hate Raider. the Raiders. Yeah. We hate the Raiders. I mean, that's we'll just, that's just it. Right? I mean, we just hate them, right? So yep. it is, is. They hate us, too. But great. They can hate us all we want. But hey. I'll tell you what, guys, like it's gonna, be, it's gonna be a close game. It's gonna be a close game. Yeah, and we'll have a whole video that we'll chat about that pregame. I don't I'm not sure if it'll be today or excuse me, tomorrow, or it'll be Sunday that we'll do it. We'll kind of decide that here shortly. We keep things pretty loose around here, baby. We keep things loose. <laughs> we don't need to be on a schedule. We keep things loose. I know we keep things loose, but but today's topic <laughs> is Sean Payton, boys. Yep. Sean Payton. Yep. And you yep. know. Like, there's a lot to discuss here. There's a lot to discuss here. And I know a lot of people are going to keep rolling in, keep rolling in. And I know, Aether, you're here. You got questions. Uh, I know, uh, guys, uh, I I think, I, so maybe what we should say here at this point too, right? Like, bottom line, everyone keeps talking about Sean Payton this, Sean Payton that. And look, I've had my frustrations <laughs> with yeah. our coaching staff and it's not really with Brandon Staley so much it's more with the offensive play calling that we've been doing yeah. uh really more Joe Lombardi than than Brandon Staley right I really like Brandon Staley he's been fantastic in fact I, I I would even argue even these past few weeks he's looking better and better to me as a head coach but Joe Lombardi has been pretty frustrating for me so we want to talk yeah. about Sean Payton and what that means moving forward if we were to move on from Brandon Staley, right? Which I don't think that's going to happen, but yep. um, let's talk about that. Let's talk Good about that about conversation. There's a lot of notes that we have basically on Sean Payton, kind of the <laughs> idea of it. No. Yeah. And once again, once again, the whole thing about this conversation is not, hey, we want to get rid of Brandon Staley. It's, hey, no, people are talking about it. And when I was even at the tailgate for the Cardinals um, Chargers game last weekend, and even to say the weekend before that against the Chiefs in, in SoFi, I swear it was like about a 50-50 of people saying, well, what do you think about Sean Payton? You know, what do you think yep. about Brandon Staley? Some people are saying, hey, I, I want Sean Payton. Some people say, no, I want Brandon Staley. I'm, I'm on the Brandon Staley wagon on this one. And yeah, I think Brandon Staley is only getting better. I think personally he's getting better as a head coach. Yeah, he and really to is. To be honest, we're at six and five with a banged up team, and we're right in the thick of it, guys. I mean, what do you? What more do you want from a coach? Get it. I understand. We want yeah. blowout wins. I get it. 
I, I understand we could have had more wins. I get it. But no team basically wins every game outside of the 72 Dolphins, basically. And yeah, and, and, and yeah, different 100%. And, and, and in the NFL, winning is hard. It's yeah. not easy. It's not easy. Big difference. Yeah, really, really tough all around. So we'll jump into that. I, I did want to just kind of make a quick announcement. Thunder Alley, yep. Bolt Bride, uh, 805. They're basically doing a toy drive uh, out at Camel Rio. So it's going to be the 805 guys out there. It's going to be out 4994 uh, Vertigo way. Is it is it Vertigo? Verdugo? Verdugo? <laughs> V-E-R-D-U-G-O way in Camel Rio, California. You go there, watch the game. They're doing a toy drive and everything too. So guys, if you're in the Camel Rio, Santa Barbara, all that kind of area in the, the 805 area, you want to go watch the game with a bunch of homies and everything and, and do a toy drive. That would be awesome and very much appreciated. So check yeah, it kids out. Kids like man. toys, guys. Kids like toys. Kids. I know, uh, I know, I know kids. I was a kid. <laughs> kids like for kids. I know kids kid. like and uh yeah, I'll tell you what, you know, uh yeah. Gotta gotta get so, back. Gotta get back to the community. It's gotta important. Get back. What up, Richie? Good to see you, brother. Good to see y'all coming in here. So <laughs> you guys are kind of piling in here. You know, yep. uh, but guys, let, let's, you want to dig into it? We can start digging into it here. Um, so Sean Payton, um, man, we got, we got a lot of history with this guy. And, you know, there's a lot of people I've chatted about, like I said earlier, that said, hey, I want Sean Payton. Some people don't want Sean Payton. And I, I we got a bunch of talking points here that we could chat about this and everything in a lot of different ways. You know, I'm still for team Brandon Staley. You know, let's go Brandon Staley, baby. Let's I go Brandon Staley. For some reason, I did not. Um, but I know. I don't know why you didn't do that, bro. I, yeah. <laughs> I'm blowing it. I'm blowing it. This is a perfect time to wear that shirt, by the way. Let's go Brandon Staley. Let's go but Brandon Staley. The one thing about it is, is Sean Payton, you know, he's had kind of an interesting, um, you know, yeah, last career. almost 12 years of his coaching, I think of his 15 years of coaching as a head coach. Is it correct, I believe? He was from so. yeah. 2006 to 2021 um, as a head coach for the Saints. Um, he had a 152-89 and zero record, playoff record of nine and eight with one Super Bowl win in 2009. You know that's pretty killer. That's that looks good on paper, right? Um, we uh, by the way, guys, we're fully live right now too. So if you guys have questions, live. comments, everything like that, please let us there. know. Smash the like button too, by the way, guys. Yeah, and Aether, we, we your question, we're, we're going to get to it as well too. We just want to do some opening remarks first, and then uh, we'll go into the questions. So throw your questions down. And by the way, Shane Day would easily replace Joe Lombardi at this yep. point. Actually, I I wanted him to be replaced um, at the uh, <laughs> at the bye week, right? And that didn't happen. So, anyways, yep. hold on the conversation, but. Let's talk about again Sean Payton. We want we want to get into Sean Payton because this conversation has come up so much. Yep. So much. And every one of our chat threads, like, oh my God. All so, the time. anyways, why don't well, we show that, uh, like that was... article with yeah. uh oh. yep? I will pull that up. So, so we, it, yeah, it's it's interesting because Barstool Sports even pulled up this article here and just talking about, you know, keep Sean Payton away from the Chargers. Now, that's a pretty bold title to be able to throw out there on a coach that has won a Super Bowl. But he had some really interesting points there. Um, you know, and obviously Sean, Sean Payton has been lurking 
around the Chargers, even was at the Broncos game Monday night in a, in a box there. I heard he was at another game. I w I want to say he might've been at the chiefs game too. And then I heard some weird rumors that he might've been here in Arizona too, for uh, this game that happened last weekend, which once again, he's looking at the Cardinals or the Chargers. Initially he was looking at the Cowboys, which sounds like the Cowboys are going to be pretty set there. And also the dolphins. They seem to be set there too. So he's lurking around this team and it's it's going to be interesting to see where it leads to at this point with this whole saga now once again we still have six games ahead of us we have the playoffs in reach for us we'll see where it pans out but i guess andy what's some of your thoughts what's your ideas on this and kind of just looking over this article and such too yeah look i mean i will just say this like guys it's hard to win in the nfl period yep. right and we can sit back all day and beat the hell out of our coaches and, and, and I'll, I'll tell you right now you guys all know my frustrations with joe lombardi i mean mm -hmm. like we didn't do a lot of good things uh against you know we, we i've been in two games straight guys yep got my dagger stabbed out against the chiefs it's so fine and then we were at uh you know the arizona game right and that game was just absolutely bananas and just amazing you know yeah. and so and, and by, by the way, guys, that's partially why content's been a little bit all over the map. You know, video content quality, such, such and such has been where it's at just because we've been traveling. Right. We want to travel with this team. And, um, you know, but but here's the thing. Sean Payton, you know, it does not have a perfect background. Right. We were we were chatting with the brisket broads um, quite a bit at the tailgate. And by the way, guys, we showed up in force in that Arizona game. It, it was, was insane. Awesome. It was. I mean, awesome. Yeah, I, I cannot say enough. So th there was just a lot of discussions around Sean Payton. We're like, you know, I mean, is he really going to help the team? Eh, I don't know. You know, I, I it almost feels like, you know, kind of a, eh, you know, why, why make this switch? If you believe in Brandon Staley, which I do, I do believe Brandon Staley is a, a fantastic head coach. And again, what you want in a head coach is a leader, someone to have a vision of getting the team where it yep. needs to be. And Brandon Sealy has that. Now, my argument has always been, I'm not happy with the way that we're utilizing Justin Herbert. Yep. So I can, I can understand the argument of, okay, Sean Payton won, you know, with Drew Brees, right? Drew Brees isn't, isn't Herbert, right? Herbert arguably is a better quarterback, but at the end of the day, you're like, okay, well, what does that mean? Are we going to get more growing pains with Sean Payton to show up, right? Well, what if we just have, you know, Brandon Staley for three, four, ten years, right? Yeah. And have an, it create a dynasty here in, in L.A., right? And yep. so it, it's it's hard for me to say he sucks and he's should not be our head coach anymore. But it's also hard for me to say that Sean Payton is going to come and fix things. Like, well, what needs yeah. to be fixed, right? We're talking yeah. about, like, in Madden perspective, an 80 rating compared to like a 90 rating, right? Yeah. You could still win, you know, uh, but the upside of Brandon Staley from a leadership perspective could be way above right. what Sean Payton could bring with this team. So Yeah, I, I agree. And so the one thing about it is, is that I would love to be able to see with the Chargers, I would love to be able to see a coach that stays here more than four years. And yes. so – under Tom Telesco, he, he is now on his third head coach, I believe, with yep. Mike McCoy, Anthony Lynn, and then obviously Brandon Staley now. 
you know, the thing about it is they've each had four years, Mike McCoy, Anthony Lynn, to be able to be the head coach for this team. Uh, Anthony Lynn got a one-year extension on his last year for 2020 um, and then was let go. Um, I think it was mostly conservative-based plays, special team kind of a disaster, more or less. I think also, you know, we got lucky to an extent yeah. to where we were able to start Herbert for a week too, which it's an unfortunate event, obviously, for Tyrod Taylor. But the thing about it is, is that it seems like we're in this run of keeping head coaches for four years. And I do really feel that that's still going to be the case with Brandon Staley. But for subject matter and what everybody keeps talking about, let's talk about Sean Payton here. And Barstool Sports basically kind of talked about this and said, hey, talking about these rumors, you know, some of the media has been saying that it's going to be one of those things that it could happen. I'm hearing that even some media at ESPN is saying, well, it's really about the six games for, you know, uh, Brandon Staley's job and he'll get let go. I highly doubt something like that's going to happen. I do think that a lot of things are happening that are good with this team. And I think he's becoming a better coach all around. Um, and once again, you know, Joe Lombardi has been fault for a lot of the issues offensively. Um, you know, if the offense really gets rolling, the defense will look better. I'm pretty positive about that. Um, what did I put? What did I send over this morning, Andy? What was it? It was a showing a stat of Joey Bosa when he's on the field and the amount of run yards that we've given up when he was oh on the God. field versus when after he he was yeah. off the field. So, uh, yeah, it was, you know, it'd be awesome if you could pull that up, but I you probably can't. Yeah, um, probably can't. But yeah, it was um, insane to look at. So it was, yeah, here you go. I got it on my my phone here. So so basically, Chargers defense rushing yards allowed per game sixty four. 93, Joey Bosa was injured after his injury, 151, 131, 213, 98, 213, 201, 157, 163, 181. Yeah, I wish I wish we could show that because, guys, I could, what that yeah, – there we go. <laughs> but, 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 but here's the point. Ultimately, what that means is they're not going to run the ball to Khalil Mack. They're going to run the ball to the Joey Bosa side of the ball, yep. right? And they know that that side is completely weak. and. Guys, in the NFL, it's about matchups, angles, and mismatches, right? And that's the whole point. And when you know that whoever's on that side that's supposed to be on the Joey Bosa side is not setting the edge or really doing what they need to do to stop the run, it's not going to happen. Like, it won't happen. And, and, and they're just blowing us off the edge on that side, right? So it's frustrating when you sit back and think about it, but – Look, I mean, look, there, and again, there's been a lot of criticism on our coaching staff, specifically on why didn't we make moves, you know, during the trade deadline. Bottom line, I think that we have the team that we need to win, right? Yep. We just got to get healthy. But the good news is we're still in it, and and that's where we're at, right? So, and again, you know, coming back with Sean Payton, yep. you can sit back all day and say, well, how would he manage it differently? I don't really know that he would manage it any differently, right? I don't know that he would do anything really differently than – what we've done in the past and we can go through a lot of this as well too. So yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, James. Right. And so, you know, just to kind of go over some of the things in here within this article on Barstool sports, you know, it's interesting how they, they talk about what Sean Payton did a lone miraculous Super Bowl win in 14 years, coaching one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. Drew Brees is a phenomenal quarterback, obviously a hall of fame Incredible. guy. He's broken yep. many, many records and everything. So he's a phenomenal, phenomenal quarterback. So, Let's talk about the other years, uh, basically outside of that Super Bowl win. Six and eight playoff record. Um, some of the most epic collapses in playoff history, which I wrote down literally uh, after the Super Bowl of 2000. 
uh, nine. Basically, this is like this is probably one of the most epic collapses of a Super Bowl hangover, which we're seeing with the Rams, by the way, this year. Um, that things are just not working out for them. So 2010, the wild game card game. You guys remember the Beast Quake game when Marshawn Lynch basically ran for 67 yards to get the win for the Seahawks? That was incredible. I think it was one of the loudest NFL stadiums or at least decibel ratings ever in a stadium. And apparently it actually created an earthquake with the amount of, you know, people jumping around or whatnot and actually had a on the the uh the quake meter for some reason i can't think of the name of it for some reason but basically it actually showed that there was an earthquake that happened in seattle around that game so and the crazy part of it is they lost to a seven and nine team and lost 41 36 in that game what did talk about a super bowl hangover at that point you know, Big time. like basically losing to a seven and nine team and, and getting smoked oh, by a Marshawn Lynch, which I think Marshawn Lynch was a phenomenal running back, by the way. I, I, Amazing. I loved how he played. Um, so going from there, 2011 divisional round versus the Niners. Saints had five total turnovers in the game, fought back to get a lead with Breeze to Jimmy Graham, 66 yard touchdown. Wow. Cool. Late in the game. Awesome. Then Alex Smith then responded with a game winner to Vernon Davis to where the Saints lost 36-32. So that's two years in a row they basically found ways to lose in the end. Yep. 2017, so there's basically a gap there of 2012 to 2017. Now, once again, there was a little bit of a situation going on during the twenty or 2009 to 2011 uh, season. So let's, let's go back a little bit on that with those other two playoff losses there and actually Super Bowl win. You guys remember that whole bounty system they put in place there? Yeah. You got caught up on that? Bounty I mean, gate. Yep. Bounty gate, baby. Um, so basically there was a pool of money to be able to get paid to injure players and to, you know, do specific things through the game, which led to Sean Payton getting suspended for 2012 season. The GM Mickey Loomis got suspended for eight games. Assistant coach Joe Vitt was suspended for six games. Greg Williams, the defensive coordinator, got banned from the league. And Saints had to forfeit second-round pick in 2012 and 2013 with multiple fines throughout for the coaches. Yep. You don't want a coach doing something like that. I'm sorry. Like, (laughs) he he was desperate at some point to be able to try to get that win. He was desperate to be able to get, you know, a, a way to be able to be a successful team. And that really hurt this team. I mean, think about something like that. Do you think Brandon Staley would do something like that? I, I want to say even the brisket broads talk, talked about that on a live. One they time. did, yeah. yeah. And they were just chatting about that, that like you don't want a guy that could do something like that or will, will, will be willing to do something like that uh, for this team. That really throws things off quite a bit as this team. Well, so, it's an integrity conversation too, right? right. It's integrity. You know, I mean, these are real people, real players, real human beings that are trying to make a living, right? And we could argue all day that they're just players on another team that we don't care about. And you're right. To some degree, we don't care. But they're real people, right? These are real people. These are real people conversations that do matter. So, you know, and I like like that line at the end. Why bring a guy that let this happen into your franchise? You know, there's a reason why he's not at the Saints anymore, right? There's a reason why. 
Yep. And Agreed. you have to ask yourself this question. And, and that's the thing that I have loved about Brandon Staley. He, he does things with integrity. He focuses on people. And don't get me wrong. I think Sean Payton's great. I think he's done a very good job coaching, right? But, you know, I think there's some question marks into his integrity, right? And James and I, just so you guys know, we're in tech sales and integrity is a big thing, right? You want to make sure people know you're there to support them. And they're making multi-million dollar purchases from you. And you have to sit back and say, hey, look, uh, can I call you? And can you pick up the phone and fix things if things go wrong, right? And you got to wonder, right, is Sean Payton that guy, right? So, again, there's integrity questions, right? And that's that's my point I'm trying to bring up at this point. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and the and the whole thing about it is, is that this is a professional organization. You you can't Big find time. a way to cheat and and get away with it. Then again, there are t- times that you feel about the it's in there getting away with some sort of cheating things. But yeah, deflate also, all that stuff. Yep, yeah. Yep. But I mean, I think they have also had some sort of, um, you know, penalty against them too. So, um, following when when Sean Payton did come back, he had eleven to five season. Got to the playoffs, won one, lost one. Um, but then from 2014, 15, 16, and yeah, he was seven and nine. Just three straight seasons of being seven and nine. And then in 2017, you know, and I guess I'm just kind of gonna emphasize a little bit more of the hey, these are the collapses that have happened here with this guy. So the 2017 divisional round versus the Vikings, Minnesota Miracle. Anybody remember that one? Yeah, like, remember that. Literally the last play of the game, 10 seconds left. No Vikings had no timeouts, throws the ball to Stefan Diggs with a whiff tackle by Marcus Williams as a rookie to allow Diggs to basically walk in for a 61-yard touchdown. Saints lost 29-24. Then, <laughs> then the next year, 2018, divisional round versus the Rams. Missed P.I. call versus the, the Rams that would have given the Saints the win. Um, basically, the game was led to overtime with a loss to the for the Saints, 26-23 in overtime. So, you know, once again, P.I., refs make bad calls and everything too, but that was a horrible, horrible call. I very distinctly remember watching that game thinking, that was crazy. That should have not happened. Um, and then 2019, wild card versus Vikings. Saints were third seed, regardless of having a 13-3 record, which is insane to think about. Uh, lost to Vikings in OT 26-20. So Vikings did it to again, again, only two years later. And then 2020, divisional round versus the Bucks. Breeze last game of his career. Saints had four turnovers, and the most crushing turnover was the Jared Cook fumbling in Bucks territory with a seven-point uh, lead by the Saints, and then Brady did his thing and made his magic happen. Bucks won thirty to twenty. Brady getting another Super Bowl in that season. So, what I'm what I'm trying to emphasize with you is, it's not easy to win once again in the NFL. I mean, Andy Andrews basically said that too. It's not easy to win, but going back to us, we're we're in tech sales. We're in sales. In sales, it's about what have you done for me lately, basically. And I'm viewing Sean Payton. Peyton as what has he done lately? And if you really look at that, it's been 2009. We're not living at the 2009 Super Bowl and saying, hey, look, he's going to get us that Super Bowl or whatnot. I mean, he has won one. I get it. Once again, that was the same years that he actually had his uh, pool to be able to injure people and such too. Um, but the thing about it is it, it comes down to what have you done for me lately? And really, he has done nothing to really 
make himself be this guy that we need to pay $10 million plus or whatnot to be able to have on this team. And once again, I'm going to go back on that. I highly doubt the Spanos will pay $10 million for a coach, by the way, too. Um, it just won't be the case, in my opinion. So what's your thoughts on that, Andy, too? No, I, I agree, right? I mean, look, at the end of the day, I, I understand the argument around Sean Payton. And look, and I understand why, and again, myself included, why I'm frustrated with this team. Because we came into this year as, as Charger fans, guys. We've never made more off-season transactions as we've had so far. And yet feel somewhat mediocre and we're weeding yep. so ugly, right? What, what, what was that shirt idea we had? Uh, <laughs> lose big, but win barely. Something win barely. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But win barely. And it's like, holy smokes, man. And it's like, what's going on here, right? Yeah. And, but you also have to argue that it's not only you against the person in front of you, it's their scheme, all the whole, the whole situations, right? Everything is difficult, right? And it's sure. hard. Yep. And um, look, there's a lot to discuss there. And by the way, Seabay, uh, that's an interesting question. I know you, you brought up this whole uh, conversation around, um, and we should probably talk about this. Um, yep. I don't talk about it. Oh, where did it go here? Uh, just to, before we go into some of the deeper questions around, um, uh, you know, I'll, I'll pull it up here real quick, uh, around specifically uh, Sean Payton. Is this the one you were talking about? Yeah, bounty systems. It's interesting, right? And 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 again, I, I don't necessarily disagree with that. I, I have a I have a yep. guy when I was a manager in in uh in tech. Well, I've been a manager a number of times in tech sales, but one of the guys that I worked with was in hockey. And if you're a hockey player and you get into a fight with somebody on the other team, you get you get there's a bounty system there. You get 200, 400 bucks, yep. whatever, you you get money and you get rated on it, right? But that's hockey, right? And the NFL is very similar in that regard. And, and you're right. And you're exactly right. It's a violent sport. And you know what? They are actually going to, um, quite frankly, <laughs> yeah, they want to see violence, right? That's the whole point. Um, yep. in, in hockey, again, exactly correct, Rich. I mean, he, he's from Canada. Canada, eh? Hoes are eh? Yep. <laughs> right? <laughs> Love you, Rich. You know I'm just messing with you. But – um, at any rate, um, you know, it's a big part of, uh, you know, that's that, right. that, that particular sport. Right. And I've been, we've been watching the uh, what's it, the FIFA World Cup. Yeah. I get so frustrated seeing these guys flop left and right, which has yeah. been absolutely just ridiculous cool. and annoying. Um, yeah. But but again, my point is, right, that is a big part of contact sports. People want to yeah. see hits. That's what people want to see. People yeah. want to see people get hurt. And that's unfortunately part of the game. Right now, yeah. it shouldn't yeah. be. It shouldn't be. And definitely he was one of the guys that was uh, yep. slapped on the wrist as a, as a, uh, you know, example. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I'm sure what that did is it basically shifted everybody out of it. If there was bounty systems and everything still during that time, the thing about it is, is that, yeah, people aren't going to do it because they know what could potentially happen to them now. So um, I did want to emphasize one thing too. When, when this, when, Sean Payton stepped down with three three years left on his contract from the Saints. I remember he left the Saints in a, in a cap hell situation. I think it was almost seventy five million over the salary cap, which ironically they found a way to be able to reverse that to have like thirty something million dollars in in salary cap to be able to spend on free agents and such too uh, this last off season. So once again, 
managing of the team is is also the aspect of you know seller cap you got to figure that out you know? yeah yeah and so well, you you can't basically overdo it and then basically you get destroyed and then say okay well sorry man i'm gonna leave you guys that way kind of thing and and walk away and that's basically kind of what i think he did he just kind of gave up on the team at that point so um but i love the that. thing in the the whole thing that we're looking at this as is look brandon staley to me is is a stud and i think he's a very very solid coach i think that he has great potential to only grow further and i think there is a lot more growing that is going on with this guy you know last year we with fourth and staley was his his whole thing he shook his the mantra. nfl yeah 100%. that was his whole mantra and what did he yeah. do this year now he's like okay now i can get down to the nitty-gritty and just be like a coach versus trying to be this wow west shooter guy you know kind of thing and uh which i don't mind to be honest hey we won the game because of fourth and staley last last week and we found a way to be able to win to go for it on get a two-point conversion and walk away with that win and steal one out of the desert and so um either way i think it's one of those things that i think we got to let brandon staley go and in going further in this article i know it talks a little bit about that this is what are the charges need very simple is defense and yeah. you know yeah. if we could i think i'll also say offense play calling needs to be changed which once again, I think I I text uh, you and Kyle about um, the Lombardi um, after practice interview that he had this week. Yeah, and yeah. it sounds like Brandon and Justin Herbert really is making play calls uh, too and changing frequently his play calls. By the way, <laughs> yeah. um, so it's good to hear that Herbert's really getting embedded. And, in you, the and that's what we want, right? Like, like at the end of the day, that's what we want. Now. I've, I've made this argument on a few of my other videos, if you guys have watched. Bottom line, if we had someone like a Joey Bosa with Mac out there, easily yep. two more wins. Easily two more easily. wins. And it, it wouldn't even be a conversation, right? And and that's where this this has become frustrating for fans, right? And I get that. I get that, guys. So, you know, these injuries have been so bad. But, look, on a positive note, we could sit back all day and say, hey, look, Everyone's getting healthy. Bosa's going to be back. We'll get Williams back. We'll have Allen. Allen's finally back. Hopefully he doesn't get injured again. Um, and we already got these other guys stepping in and helping, right? I mean, you know, I'm going to give you a good example. Look at something like a Mike Bandy, right? Mike Bandy, who was one of the big guys in our you know preseason, right? Stepped up, kicked ass, fought a way to get on the team. That play he made last week just getting on the ball after palmer fumbled it was huge and guys big part of that's not only mike bandy but also coaching right the fact is that's our coach saying hey dude yeah i know you might not be part of the play but look at the end of the day have your head on a damn swivel and make it happen and and he did a great job and i i have to just commend again the other thing on, on on the other part of the, the conversation, it's not just about Brandon Staley. It's also about the entire coaching staff that is there now. They're all yeah. first-year head coaches for the most part, right? Yeah, right. And they're navigating. They're navigating. They're navigating. They're figuring things out. And I was telling you this too, James, the other day when I was in Arizona, is that Brandon Staley seems more confident now in a weird yeah. way, uh, more understanding the situation. I love the last question, and I'll be quiet. Um, that they asked him, I think it was, um, can't remember who asked him. It was, it was, it was, a, why am I drawing a blank on his name? 
I can see his face. Anyways, one of the reporters asked him, oh, what do you think about the other team from L.A. that's doing really great? Uh, and he was talking about USC specifically. Oh, yeah. And he goes, yep. yeah, I haven't paid attention to college football. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. And, and I'm like, you know what? That's offseason. That's an offseason conversation, yeah, right? Exactly. Okay, fine. Let's look at some tape on some player that we're going to potentially draft. And that's the thing that I like about this team. And that's and Brandon Silly just said that so concretely. I don't even know what's happening, right? Yeah. The funny thing is, I will say this, I have not paid attention to college football at all this season. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. literally only watched a few games. I don't even care. The only time yeah. I care is the NFL. So um, I think yep. it's been interesting. So um, right. we yeah, want to focus and, coaching staff, and they are. That's what I like. Exactly. And, and, the, and the bigger part of it is, too, with this whole Brandon Staley, Sean Payton situation, I get it. So, so one thing I'm going to say about this whole Sean Payton thing, some of our best years as a Chargers organization were with established, experienced-based coaches. So if I'm going to throw something out there saying, okay, I get it, you could go get Sean Payton. Remember when we had Marty Schottenheimer? Some of our best years as a team through the mid-2000s. Who took over from there? Norv Turner took over from there. Got us yep. to the AFC Championship game. I could understand in that aspect that hey maybe this other experienced guy could do the same thing i 100 get that i get it but really remember too he is under a three-year contract with the saints i would assume that we have to get some sort of rights to be able to even bring him to our team yeah. so we'd have to probably give up something in draft capital tom telesco if he's going to be our gm we don't really trade draft picks that frequently um so i don't really see that really happening uh in my opinion and then on top of that if he's going to have GM control too, I don't really know if the Chargers or Spanos would want to do that and pay a guy $10 million because he is considered top tier in the the dollar value for coaches. So, well, that, and, that's and not, something. Yeah. And not only that, right? It's draft capital. It's he also yep. wants to be the GM. He wants right. to be the GM. You know, he wants to be the, the, the end all be all discussion yep. with, with everything that's going to happen. And I don't know. I mean, do, do we like that idea? I mean, do, do yep. we not like that idea? I mean, who knows? Right. Yep. You know, and I was going to go to DZ's point here and check out the new all in depress me. We've been robbed with all these injuries. Then, and, and, and the, going back to our, our slides here and, and just to kind of go over this, look at our offense right now. I mean, how bad we've been beat up. Literally Matt Filer, Xander Horvath and Zion Johnson are the only guys that are our starting guys that have not been injured so far in some manner. So, oh, and Austin Eckler, excuse me. He's had abdominal, actually he's listed in there. But for the most part, we've been just decimated with injuries. And I'm going to, maybe it sounds very, very ridiculous to say, but I'm going to give a huge shout out to the entire coaching staff to try to make sure that we at least have a competitive product on this field. Yeah, for the for the season. I mean, six and five. Patriots lost last night. By the way, that puts That's us huge. in a better position. We're in eighth position now. Now we basically just got to handle our business, and we could literally go four and two for the rest of the season. If we go five and one and end in eleven and six, that puts Brandon Staley right in coach of the year conversation. Not saying he's going to win it, but that's major for what this team could do. So. Once again, going back to what Brandon C has been doing, he's growing as a coach, and he is really, really 
finding a better way to be able to be a good, good, solid coach. I get it. Peyton is this guy. People really get excited about him. I'm, I 100% get it, but I just don't think we're going that direction in my opinion, but yeah. Last point on this last point on this. I'm just going to say we've seen some shocking moves in the off season and, and what we did in this last off season, would they do it again for a second year? I really don't think that's going to be the case, but go, go right ahead, Andrew. No, no. And, and again, like at the end of the day, why, you know, why, why go out and get a guy like that? Now, now again, I understand as a fan base, we get frustrated. Hey, you know what? You know, we're not performing yada, yada, but yep. just so you know, we all expected our team to be just absolutely incredible. Just throwing the ball downfield, you know, yep. 50 yards, whatever. Look, I'll tell you right now. I mean, from, from a defensive scheme, you know what they're doing? They're actually playing Brandon Staley's defense against us, too high safety for the most part, or a shell formation, or dime or nickel, whatever you want to say, taking away the pass because you know what? We can't run the damn ball. So, you know, it's making Justin Herbert look bad, but not necessarily. And part of the problem is, is we can't run the ball correctly, right? We're not Agreed. making those Agreed. runs work well so they, they don't got to stack the box. Yep. They can yep. run prevent defense against us, right? So, yep. You know, there's a lot to be said about performance, um, you know, in this scenario. But again, right. will Sean Payton fix that? I don't know. You know, sure. most of the time in his his uh, tenure, what I saw, they didn't run the ball that well until they really got Albert, uh, you know, Kumara. Kumara killed it, you know, he, but he yep. did great. But Kumara's just amazing. I mean, he's just kind of yeah. a freak of nature, yep. really good. So a yep. uh, lot to be said about that for sure. You know, and just to wrap up this article here, and I'll probably pull it off the screen shortly after this, but just what you were talking about, like we, we basically have had so many injuries here in this line that I highlighted here. It says Sean Payton may be a great offensive coach, but how much better would he be doing with this roster with all these injuries and everything going on offensively, yeah. defensively? And on top of that, Payton's OC, personal OC is the OC for the Chargers, Joe Lombardi. So would it be any, would it be different at all? Probably yeah. not. Like, probably not. At least we have the idea. And once again, <laughs> I know our defense is getting destroyed. Once again, we have a lot of injuries there. Um, I know we have a defensive-minded head coach with an offensive background as a player. So we get kind of the best of both worlds here too. But really, would it be any different right now for the results with what's going on with the Chargers? Yeah, I agree. Injury? Who knows? And, and I think that's just a really, really good way to wrap up that article in general, because yeah, would it be any different, even if we had Sean Payton now? And I really Agreed. would probably say it would be no different. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree. And again, it's hard, to be it's, <laughs> it's hard to win in the NFL, right? And Sean yep. Payton's not a defensive minded coach, right? Brandon Silly is now again, that's a whole nother ball of wax. Watch my video on, I believe Tuesday when I talked about Sean, uh, Brandon Silly's um, notes, uh, from the Cardinals game. And look, at the end of the day, we're selling out. We don't care about the run as much as the pass. And so we're just trying to play prevent defense and get really tight in the red zone. That's the whole point. I mean, that's that's the general gist of, of our defense at this moment. So yep. at any rate, um, okay. So we, we got a bunch of questions that we need to get yep. to. So let's get, let's get to the next, next 20 minutes. Let's, let's do that. Why don't we tee up the first one, James? Here we go. Or, uh, okay. This one's for, this one's for Mather. Daniel Popper said if the Chargers fired Staley and bring Peyton first, we were we going to run same offense exactly, just what we just chatted about. Lombardi yep. 
And somebody said in the comments just shortly, I think it was Brandon Mitchell. Yeah, Lombardi was the quarterback coach, but he was still a part of that same system. Big he time. applied Big the time. Sean Payton offense to the Chargers team. So same offense. Yeah. Um, so he'll be on the staff, which Andrew will cry. Because <laughs> <laughs> and will give up on the Chargers. Um, and so, yeah, no, and that's the thing. I, I don't know if Andy should answer this one or not, but. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so let, let, let me ask you. This. So, so one of the things that I would say specifically, right, and the thing that I've learned, um, you know, over the years is really in the NFL, it's really about just moving the ball down the field, right? Yeah. You know, certain teams do it different ways, right? With the Chargers this season, our running plays have essentially been checked downs to Austin Eckler, right, or our running back. Um, those are pretty much running plays. We'll have a couple running plays here and there, but for the most part, they're checkdowns. And there's such high percentage plays that they're they're essentially running plays um, moving forward. And the whole point is to move the ball down. And then when you get into the red zone, that's when the defense has to step up and then hold them to a field goal. Yep. When you're held to a field goal, that is an absolute victory for the defense. Every yep. time. When you see a field goal kicker come out, that's a victory. Yep. So Huge. just remember that. Um but again, Lombardi's job is to make sure they dial up plays that they can make. Like, perfect example, the the two-yard conversion or the, the, the two-point conversion we did in Arizona, that play was done over and over again a bajillion times. Yep. And they've talked about it so many times. And, and uh, there was even a meme that came out that they were doing that exact play in practice, I think that week for the game. And look, that play's a fantastically designed play, right? And I remember – you remember that one time that that Everett went the opposite direction and not in, and Herbert threw the ball, and he went uh, Everett went one way and then um, uh, um, Everett went the other way. Yep, they've done that play a number of times, but they're just different variations on that play, right? And that's really what the offense is: is they have plays, but they have variations of those plays, right? Sure. We all know that, so. That one just worked out very well. I mean, he was completely wide open. It was essentially just a yeah. handoff uh, oh, to Everett great. at that point. Yeah, that was a wild. And the stadium went nuts after that play. Too. Oh, it was just crazy. It was incredible. And we were down on the field, like a couple rows from the field. And, dude, it was just bonkers. Stadium just went up and lit up like a Christmas tree. It was insane. Um, crazy situation all around. But, yeah, and the thing about it is, and, and I know, I know Brandon keeps saying, hey, you know, it won't be Lombardi making the calls if Staley comes. Sure. Once again, different mind. We've been talking about that. Shane Day would be a different mind if, say, Lombardi got let yeah. go. But the thing about it is, if you go back to Joe Lombardi, he did go from quarterback coach to offensive coordinator to the Detroit Lions with a young Matt Stafford. Didn't do well there. Year and a half in the position, got fired. Went back to being with the Saints again. Still a part of the same exact organization, same exact position. As a quarterback coach, came here, did the same thing, running that same offense. It's the same offense. Yes, different mind. I get it. One one thing that I'm hoping for is, and we're starting to see, and I'm glad Joe Lombardi even said that. He said that Justin Herbert's been changing a lot of the calls uh, that he's been putting into. I want to see Justin Herbert take more control of this team and yeah. control of that offense. And I think yeah. I'm starting to see glimpses of that where he's running like that long run that he had in the Cardinals the week before against the Chiefs had a little bit longer of a uh, um, run. He's starting to take control, which is what you want to see at an elite quarterback. And I think that he's learning too on the job. So you want to take this question, Andy? 
Yeah, no, no. I say I like Peyton, but he only had two years with the Saints. I don't think anyone is looking to replace our coach for him. Brandon may need time to master all aspects. Um, but if he's a man for the job, I, look, I agree, right? I think that Brandon Staley really has all the right tools and traits to be an amazing head coach, right? Um, you could tell he's working his ass off to do everything he possibly can to be better. And like Sean Payton, I get the argument because our team, we expected more from our team at this moment, right? We would love to be, you know, undefeated or same record as the Bills or whoever, right? But it takes time in the NFL to really be that team to be that good, right? It takes a lot of time. And so I guess my point is I would just say, um, again, Brandon Staley is a young head coach, done a lot of great things. Um, yeah, again, the argument could be made, in my opinion, that I think offensively we might not be using Justin Herbert correctly. But who knows? Again, remember, we're in the thick of this. We're in the playoff run. And we're getting healthy. That is a good thing, guys. That's a very, very, very positive situation. Yep. We take care of business against the Raiders. Donkey punch them. Put them to sleep. Life is good. Again, we still not even seen a single game that it was like a complete game on both sides of the ball. It, oddly enough, our special teams has been the best part of our game statistically. Yep. We're kicking yep. ass on special teams. And that's been like the biggest – headache that we've had for forever yeah so forever and ever and ever and yeah. so and that's the thing like i it's an unfortunate thing because the last three head coaches that we've had are our first time head coaches and guys that got hot for some reason previous yep. year performance seemed like a hot name and then ended up getting hired now once again these are guys learning on the job and they're just hoping that they got the next bill belichick um from these guys and they're paying them very minimally to be able to be the head coach. And so I'm just looking at it as, once again, things that are against us. First off, we're probably going to have to give up draft capital to be able to get Staley or to, to get uh, Peyton. Peyton. Uh, we're going to have to pay him quite a bit of money to be able to even be here because he's going to be a top-tier paid uh, coach. We're going to have to get, uh, get rid of Telesco because it's going to end up being that he's the GM there too. So it's just a lot of little things that are against it. I think Brand Staley is getting better. And – we just have to be more patient with it. Once again, if we end our season at 11-6 or 10-6 getting into the playoffs, that's a huge, huge win for all the adversity that we went through with this freaking season. Big Excuse time. me, 10-7, not 10-6. But yeah. it's huge. So um, I think this one is actually for uh, you, Andy. I think Aether yep. tried to point this one at you. Yeah, so, uh, and again, uh, it said it takes four weeks for a team to find their identity. Yeah, I agree. OTA mini camps, training camps, preseason game. Uh, it's more than the time uh, explained. Look, yeah. um, and, and again, I, I'll, I'll probably give you what Brandon Staley would say. And Brandon Staley would say we've had a lot of injuries, and a lot of the injuries have made the team not be as cohesive as they want it to be. Having said that, we know our identity as a team. We're a passing team. We pass the ball first, run the ball second. That's what we are on offense. And that's, you know, we put the ball in Justin Herbert's hands. Now, the argument could be made that that's not great because bottom line, what if you have a bad game? Um, it makes it tough, right? Because you can't rely on anybody else to score points, right? And that's, and that's where the situation becomes dire. Uh, secondarily, though, um, defensively, Brandon Staley came out last week. If you watch my video on Monday, 
or excuse me, pardon me, Tuesday, clearly he says, we don't care about stopping the run. We want to stop the pass because a 40 yard pass is a lot more dangerous than a, you know, 10 runs that are, that went 40 yards. Right. And in the NFL, you're chewing clock when you're running the ball. That's the whole point, right? Well, you can get a fumble. Yeah. You can get a lot of different things that could happen during the run game. So Brandon Staley clearly on the defensive side of the ball does not care about stopping the run as much as stopping the pass. And that's yeah. why a lot of people, in fact, I keep watching all these preseason predictions, or sorry, these predictions for this, this game this week against the Raiders. If Josh Jacobs plays the number one running, running back in the league, he's going to run all over the Chargers. Well, there's arguments both ways on that, guys, right? Yep. At the end of the day, uh, well, we don't even know for sure that he's going to play. I don't remember what, he, what the what the update was today specifically, but yep. um, it doesn't sound like he's going to be playing for sure from what I could tell. Um, yep. But, look, at the end of the day, play action is a big thing and, and all the above. Now, yeah. the one thing I will say about this team in Aether, this is kind of the point I'm getting at, is this team has never had a cohesive game all three phases of the game this entire season, not once, not once. So we've never seen an actual click or a light bulb switch for the team. This is us. Yep. So I would say four weeks is on average, but the amount of injuries that we've had all through the season yeah. has just made it so we can't really make that happen specifically. Yep. And, but look, look at the teams that are doing great. The bills, they've not had a lot of injuries and there's a lot of teams across the board that are the top I mean, chiefs are one of the least injured teams in the league right now. And, you know, goody gumdrops for them, right? But that's, you know, not going to happen every single season, you know, moving forward, right? You know, so, again, that's that's a big part of the conversation, in my opinion. Yeah, so. yeah and if, if I was going to add anything to that, too, I mean, if we're going to say, and going with all the injuries, it kind of throws things off a little bit, <laughs> quite a bit, actually, I should say. Uh, what this identity was going to be. And that was week two, basically. We started with Justin Herbert getting an injury. But yeah. really, if you want to say that we did have an identity, and if I'm going to say right now, um, we're going to be a what, – what we're a no-flinch team. That's no what flinch. Brand Staley has said. That is what Justin Herbert has said. Basically, we are a no-flinch team. We don't allow basically what's in front of us become an issue. We basically say, hey, we're going to find a way to get this win. And guess what? Records wise, and once again, these are against losing record teams or six and one versus winning record teams or zero and four. So our no flinch is based upon on, you know, losing record teams, but we're finding a way to lose to the good teams. Now, that's hopefully something that we could shift here late in the season. You make playoffs in December. You, you don't make your playoffs in September, October, November or whatnot. This is when 100%. you go into the playoffs. So. Really, if we're going to identify as a team, gritty, tough, no flinch based team right now. So, yeah, that's a short idea coming out, guys. We got to do no flinch. We got to no do flinch, hey, baby. no flinch. We, <laughs> we are looking at different, uh, you know, merch options as well. We're looking at moving to Teespring and a few other things, but no flinch is a good idea. So, we, we should get Great that idea. going. Uh, all right. So, James, you want to take this question from Danny? Danny, what's up, buddy? Hey, um, Appreciate the question. Question, how many times do we have to change head coaches? Lynn McCoy, Staley, now it's too much. No, I agree. So if you look at a lot of these teams that are pretty successful, um, I'll give an example, two examples of where it works and where it does not work to win a Super Bowl and to be able to be a successful franchise. Go to the Steelers. They've had four head coaches in their entire career or yeah. organization. 
They've won, I believe, the most Super Bowls in NFL history, I believe. Is that correct? I'm pretty sure that's the case. Basically, they've done it with four coaches. Phenomenal. I would love to see the Chargers be able to do that. I, it's been so long to be able to have a head coach with this team for more than five plus years. Yeah. And we need to find stability in that position. And I'm really, really hoping that we could have that uh, as a head coach. Now, going further, let's go with the Cincinnati Bengals. They've only had 10 head coaches as a career, and they have not yep. won a Super Bowl. So there's there's ways to be able to look at it and say, hey, it's, it's about searching and trying to find that right coach that could be with this team for years and years and years. I mean, even well, not go only with that, right? Like Brandon Staley's brought a great mentality to the team. Yep. Right. Fantastic mentality. But yep. the argument could be made. And again, this is what I've always said over and over again, is it okay. Is our offense being run correctly now in the NFL? I would say this, the argument would be this though. And, and we'll go to Rich's question next here. Um, but the argument could be made that at the end of the day, the entire NFL offense is exactly the same. It's five-yard hitches. It's five-yard flats. It's 10-yard yep. whatever. They're all the same. They're posts. They're outs. They're whatever. Nothing is that much more interesting from anybody else's offense. It's about being executed correctly. Sure. And that's not really a problem, right? But then that's where the argument comes in. Well, what about Tom Telesco? He's bringing in crappy players and whatever, right? Well, okay, that makes sense too. But that's where your coaching staff needs to fix you know, those players and get those players sure. elevated to a play to play in the NFL. I, I guess my point is it's in, to some degree, it's kind of sixes, right? It's kind of sixes. Right. And again, the one, the one argument I had against Anthony Lynn is he was not much of an innovator and I never felt like he tried to change or improve the team. It was always, we got to get better. We got to get better. But there was never a discussion around why or how getting better, right? The yeah. one thing I have really liked about Brandon Staley is Brandon Staley's done a very good job of saying, okay, yeah, we need to get better. Our tackling's been horrible. Here's how we, we're going to try and fix it. I'm seeing more answers on fixing it and trying to do things. I'm going to give you a great example. You know how we started poorly for a lot of times in the first half of the game, first half of games. After the bye week, they changed up their practicing formations to have more formations with the offense as a team, they weren't doing specific like linebacker drills or running back drills or, you know, offensive line drills. They were all separated. Now they're all together and it made them start out stronger moving yeah. forward. It's great. Yep. They fixed that. They fixed that coaching problem and they started scoring more points in the first half. Now, yep. again, we're still struggling at that. We're not still not great at it, but we got better for at least the next two games and then we, we, we sort of started struggling in the second half, which is even more ironic that we've gotten worse in the second half than we have in the first half. So, yep. again, but my point is they're at least adjusting and trying to get better as they're progressing as a coaching staff. And that's the big that's the big part that I can see. So, yep, and absolutely. The one thing I will say, Brandon Staley, he ultimately is a GM in, in many ways, right? You know, very clearly, he sat down on Telesco's and Spanos's lap for Christmas and said, this is what I want for our team moving forward to improve. Yep. What sucks is we haven't had Bosa and Mac out on the field. JC Jackson's completely gone. All the major signings that we had are off the table. 
So we didn't see what really was going to happen with those players. And that part sucks. That part sucks. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. Um, And I I think you kind of dabbled a little bit on like Richie Richie's uh, question. So so the bigger question is, uh, what is the issue with Staley? You know, and we could name a lot of different things. I I don't think that is necessarily like an issue. It's just sheer luck in some way or another. And that's, that's what this game is. It's sheer luck. It's about being hot at the right time. It's about being healthy at the right time. It's about finding a way to be able to have a couple lucky plays fall your ways each each way or another. And it's it's tough. I mean, it's easy that people can sit there and hang their hat on. Well, well, Sean Payton won a Super Bowl. Well, cool. I get it. I understand that. But like, we haven't won a Super Bowl as an organization. But I'm going to say this. It's like I think Staley could be a really really solid coach, and I think we just really have to give him more time. And and once again. The track record is four years with our past three coaches. And I really think that's still going to be the case with this team. So unless they do something really drastic, maybe, maybe I would say if Brandon Staley ends up going two and four or something to end the season, then that's probably where things could get a little dicey for him. Yeah. I don't imagine being that way. Um, So either which way, who knows? But he's once again, he's learning on the job right now. And I think to be honest, he's a good solid coach all around. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I think I think he he's he's good in that regard. Okay, so let's let's move on to the next question. There's a few more questions. We're gonna keep going. Keep the questions coming, guys. Keep the questions going. Um, okay, this has been my biggest frustration. Um yep. so yeah. I remember watching a video. I think it was how Brandon Staley got hired. I guess apparently he knew Joe Lombardi for a long time prior to being hired, of course, as the head coach of the Chargers. I remember Lombardi making a comment. Yeah, if, you know, I probably can't help you really get into the NFL at this point. But, you know, if if anything else, you know, you'll probably find a way to be above me at some point and you'll have to find me a job. And that's exactly what happened. Staley, Staley's a very smart man, right? He's a very, very smart man. I mean, he's forgotten about things that I know about football at this point, right? And at the end of the day, Joe Lombardi is one of those guys that's been in the league a very long time. And Staley is a loyal guy. And you have to respect him. But he does have to learn when there's a time to cut bait and run. Having said that, I promise you each week they look back and say, okay, was this a good call? Was that a bad call? Why'd we do this? Why'd we do that? And and they're, they're getting better as a team. You know, um, I will also say this too. I do think that Joe Lombardi has become extremely conservative at times. And that, that's been my biggest frustrations with him. Yeah. And he doesn't have a very inventive type of formula, right? I like to see a lot of motion. I like to see a lot of movement on the ball offensively and spreading the ball around in different ways. But again, the argument also could be made that Joe Lombardi's offense, basically the Saints offense, is really just about vertical passes downfield. They're taking that away, guys. Like they are absolutely taking that away. The teams that play us know that we're not going to run the ball well. So they're going to go too high safety every time and take away the vertical plays for for Justin Herbert. That's why his completion attempts are so high, but he's not getting extreme yards because they're taking away the explosive plays. So in short, let me land my plane. It's not necessarily Joe, Joe Lombardi's playing calls. It's the fact that they're playing us correctly to stop those yeah. explosive plays. Yep. It pains me to say that because we want a scapegoat. And, I again, I still don't love Joe Lombardi's playing calls, but that's where we're at. 
um with yeah and i agree and and we we talked pretty heavily about this during the bye that hey you know joe lombardi should probably get let go at the bye week and then it should end up being shane day at that point and and the thing about it is shane day would probably just have the same playbook as uh, joe lombardi but just be different, different plays different mind yeah. you know yeah. that point so it could really change things up for you and then also he could bring in his niner side of knowing that the, the Shanahan offense that they had at Niners and everything like that and bring that involved in it. But, you know, we'll see kind of where this all pans out here. And, and you got to, yeah. you guys, you have to remember last year, we didn't really have too much talks about Joe Lombardi being like a terrible offensive coordinator when we were a number five offense in the league too. And Herbert threw over 5,000 yards. Now I, my big complaint is I just want to see Herbert take more control of this offense. Sounds like he's starting to tell Lombardi, hey, I don't want that play call. I want this play call. And guess what? It works out. And so I just want to see Herbert take more control as an elite base quarterback. And so I think the offensive coordinator is just a guy that does a suggestion. And I think the quarterback should make the decision at the at the line and see what he's seeing. Once again, I don't like it that offensive coordinators are sitting up in the box and not being on the field with with the team. Yeah. I think that really yeah. bothers me. And they're, 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 they're uh, doing their little algorithms, right? Figuring out, yeah. you know. Beep boop, beep boop, boop. You know the computer things figuring out what's going to happen. Let me know, R2D2. Yeah, I know. Right? No, but but that's what they're doing, right? I mean, there's like yeah. what damn near ten people up in that freaking box. Like, what the hell are they doing? Yeah, they're crunching exactly. numbers or trying to figure out angles, matchups, yada yada, right? Yep. And that information is being fed to the offensive coordinator. Then it goes to the the head coach. Head coach makes some decisions. And and I promise you, Brandon Staley's making those decisions. We're going to go for two. We're going to do for this, whatever, right? And you know, they have those conversations yep. all the time. And those analytics are big, right? They're big. And and we all know Brandon Staley's a big guy that cares about those analytics. That's all that matters. Uh, yep. Rich, this is a great, great, great point on this too. Um, you know, the, the whole thing about Peyton uh, would have the team playing differently. Uh, I think there's arguments both ways on that, right? Um, my frustration specifically with Joe Lombardi is that, you know, why are we not using our players with the right type of uh, formations and sets, right? Like, like I want to see Mike Bandy get more involved, right? Because yeah. everyone knows Bandy's not going to get the ball thrown to him that often, right? You know, he's out there, but he's not going to get the ball thrown. DeAndre Carter is going to get the ball thrown to him more frequently. Yep. Um, and, and, and that could also be, you know, the um, conversation around Justin Herbert's familiarity with Bandy compared to like a DeAndre Carter, you know, yep. for instance. Um, but but again, I'm sure plays are designed to get Bandy open for a screen or for whatever, but it just wasn't available. You know, maybe they saw it and they make a good play. And you're right. Um, he also doesn't believe in giving the starters a country club start to the season. That's a good point, too. Um I will say this, Brandon Staley has talked quite a bit about trying to rotate players um, and make sure that the players that are starting the right people. Perfect example, look at Mike Davis. Mike Davis now is is our number one guy. He's our number one guy because J.C. Jackson's out. And yeah. thank God we have Mike Davis, right? We're paying him, what, $7 million a year. He's actually doing a great job. Very exciting to see him do so well. But my point is that it's not an easy answer, but at the end of the day, you know, there's a lot of ways you can look at it. So what are your thoughts on that, James? 
Yeah, well said. I mean, and the thing about it is I, I don't think I have too much to add to that other than the fact of, you know, a lot of other teams don't really try to play their starters in preseason, by the way, too. And so and, and we we don't we don't want to be able to have injuries and we try to avoid a way of having injuries. And I get it and understand that training camp versus a, a regular or a game is totally different. But at the same side, it would suck to be able to say if Justin Herbert gets injured in the preseason or 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 whatnot. And maybe he's being a little softer with basically the, the team during the preseason. But bottom line, I think these guys are professionals and they know what to do. And it's just unfortunate events that ends up happening to us. Now, once again, are we going from practice field grass to turf being the issue? Potentially. Actually, Nick Bosa even just brought up that about um, he said, hey, look, like, my my offseason, if I'm going to be a free agent, it kind of will matter about what kind of turf I'm going to be playing on uh, of who I sign with. So, you know, that's something that's a completely different subject. But at the same side, that's something to think about, too. So, uh, yeah, no. But- and, and, and yeah, and that's huge. That's, that's a big conversation right No, Motor records yep. is great. What happens if you don't think the Bolts make the playoffs? Well, yeah, I think it's going to be some tough decisions. Right. Um, yeah. And this will be a conversation where how big do the Spanos family want to make a playoff run, right? Because who knows? If we don't make the playoffs, then maybe Sean Payton becomes another conversation, right? Um, I still think he's part of the conversation. He's definitely part of the equation. But, um, you know, I – if you look at again, watch James's videos on the playoff berths and and who's out in front, what's going on. We're looking pretty good to make the playoffs this season, right? With with the schedule we have, what we got to do, we just got to take care of business again. The Titans and and also uh, the Fish, right? If we can win one of those games, I think life is good. Life yeah. is very good because the other teams should be pretty winnable, right? Um, again, no game is easy in the NFL, but at the end of the day, it is what it is. We take care of business against the Raiders. We're in great shape. Um, we, we, we beat the Dolphins, amazing shape. Then we beat the Titans, amazing shape, right? And yeah. then it should be smooth sailing from there. But again, you know, playoffs is – we got six games, guys. Every game now matters. And that's why a lot of these games are being moved to Sunday Night Football. Didn't, didn't uh, the Dolphins. Dolphins game get moved to yeah. Sunday Night Football or was it Monday Night Football? Sunday Night Football. Yep. So it yeah. got shifted. I mean, that's a big game. I mean, that's a massive big game. game. And, and it, it, it will be even more massive – if we beat the Raiders this Raiders. weekend too, which yep, that's right. once again, crazy, crazy thought guys. I mean, if we beat the Raiders, we sweep them this season. We'll basically be two and two in the, or excuse me, three and two in the division. And then if we beat the Broncos to end the season, we'll be four and two in the division. That's really big. We talked a lot about that. This could be a division where it's three and three could win the division or four and two could win the division, but it's wild to think that we could potentially be in that position. So, Obviously, every game we, we're going against professional professionals and professional organizations and NFL teams. No game is easy by any means. So we'll see where it goes from here. So, yeah. Denise, uh, so why doesn't he take over OC calls? Well, I mean, if you're speaking specifically to Brandon Staley, that would put a lot on his plate because um, that would basically mean he would be offensive and defensive coordinator at that point. Yeah. Um, that's too much to be able to take on. Now, it's more just – I think Brandon Staley says, hey, I got an offensive coordinator that can make the calls and he's going to be the guy that does it. I'm sure he gets involved with the strategy of the game and probably the first 25 set plays and then situational type calls. But um, I mean, basically going back to when they did that two point conversion, he said, oh, that was the play that we we're going to call anyways. Like, that's just what we're going to do. That was probably in the set of two point 
calls, uh, two-point play calls, that that's the one that we're going to go to since we've practiced 100%. it a million times. Yeah. So. yeah, yeah. And, and again, um, he could definitely make those calls, right? Yeah. He's one of those guys that has been um, – um, Look, he knows the offense. The reason why he the reason why he brought in Lombardi was one, he knows the Saints offense, but secondarily, secondarily, Brandon Staley knows the Saints offense very well. He said it's what I'm most familiar with. So my point is, yeah, he probably could make those calls if he wanted to, but that's just, I mean, he'd be like a one-man show for the entire team. Now, I will say this in game planning, I promise you they're picking. All right, let's pick 50 plays or 75 plays or 100 plays or whatever. Yeah. And these are our five yard plays. These are our 10 yard plays. These are our two, two, you know, two point conversion plays. These are our short yards plays. These are our goal line plays. These are what we're doing. And they break them down. I mean, you see those cards they have. All those cards are broken down into very specific yeah. formats, right? And so that's how they're doing that. Now, again, anybody could do that because they're picking a group of plays against that defense or the, against that offense, you know, however you want to handle it, offense or defense. So anyways, yeah. So, yep, for sure. Well, um, you know, did you want to go back to that last little comment ether said, and then we'll kind of wrap it up at that point. Cause I know <laughs> this, this, this one's pretty good. Oh, 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 you, you hit it as well. So yeah, yeah this, this is go. awesome. Aether. Love it. Go ahead, James. My fiance said she loves me, but she says it's okay if I love <laughs> Herbert, but he's not giving you baby. <laughs> <laughs> hey that's true though that's true you know the, true. the baby that we want from herbert is a super bowl babies you know that lombardi trophy dude we want to see that trophy yeah there no, you go baby burp the yeah, baby dude burp the baby yeah hey, yeah 100 percent. that's absolutely yep. amazing aether man and honestly you've been such a good good fan of the channel man i really appreciate you you know and, yeah. and again guys look we're fans guys we're all fans Yep. James, myself, you guys were all fans. The whole reason why we're doing this is to talk to you guys and have a discussion. We'll work through this together, right? And yep. it's so easy to be angry and frustrated with a play call or what we sure. did or what we didn't do. And, and you know, it's so easy to criticize. When you're in that moment, it's it's a very different conversation, right? And you have a game plan. You have what you're focused on. You have what you're doing and yada, yada, right? These are all things that are happening in real time with this team, right? And so, but look, at the end of the day, guys, um, we're in a good position, right? Yep. Now these games, these are, are playoff critical. games, guys. Like, critical. let's make no mistake yep. about it. These are absolutely playoff games. And you know the Raiders want to donkey punch us and beat the hell out of us this next game. Mm -hmm. They beat us last year, right? And they made the playoffs. They would love to do it again. They would love to do it again. Yep. So Yeah, exactly. They um, want to be the spoilers again here. And, um, you know, and the thing is, though, they've won two games in a row, um, one against the Broncos, which, sorry, sorry, yeah, Richie, you know, you know, the Broncos, so, I mean, you're pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're, they're pretty horrible. They, they're, they're about two off in their two overtime wins, by the way, that they've yeah. done. So the same one. So they're barely finding a way to get into it. Um, but this is a must win game for sure, Moda. And the thing about it is yeah. these six games are major. And once again, we're talking about Sean Payton here. We're talking about kind of comparing him to Brandon Staley and everything here too. There is a level of what's I what I said earlier. If we go two and four, that probably makes things a little bit more hot. This offseason could be interesting for us. Big time. Now, yeah. once again, I don't know of when the Spanos has decided to pay $10 million. And I'm just throwing a figure out there as a guesstimation. 
of what Sean Payton is, giving up draft capital to be able to go get a guy like Sean Payton or a head coach of some sort. I don't know if I've ever seen that. Now, they did open up their pocketbook a lot this last offseason. Would they do it again for a coach? I don't know. This season is still in front of us. This season, we still got the opportunity to get to the playoffs. We still have plenty of season in front of us, guys. So, hey, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna focus on Sean Payton at all. I'm gonna focus on what's in front of us right now. And but I yep. did want to at least do this video because it's a topic a lot of people are chatting about. So, yeah, 100%. If the Chargers win the Super Bowl, outside Herbert most likely be MVP, D, MVP DJ or Eckler. Man, you know. It, it, it it's so most of the time the MVP of a team is the one that made the play to be able to win the game. And so if it's DJ with a pick to, to seal it, if it's Herbert that threw a touchdown to win the game to Eckler, Hey, that's a conundrum that we're in at that point. <laughs> um, but you know, who knows? I'll, I'll go back to conspiracy theory me. So when the Seahawks yeah. threw that ball against the Patriots and it got picked off at the two-yard line, they didn't want to give it to Marshawn Lynch because they didn't want Marshawn Lynch to be the MVP of the game. Throwing that out there. Just conspiracy me. They didn't. NFL did not want that call to be called. They did not want to give the MVP to Marshawn Lynch because he hated the media. So, Bro, I'm telling you right now. And look, there's some – all right, so answer me this, guys. Do you want us to do a video also? I know uh, I was chatting with one of guys. We also watch your, we read your comments um, as much as we possibly can. We try to, again, we have busy lives as well too, but I cannot remember who it was that was commenting, but they basically said, look it up. WWE and football are considered the same type of entertainment. Now the argument could be met. My one buddy always said, Oh, Vince McMahon's is it Vince McMahon or Jim McMahon? I can't remember Vince McMahon. Who's who's in charge of WWE? Yeah. Vince McMahon, which I think he's out now because there's some sexual allegations. Oh, that's right. That's right. But again, we we had a whole video about how the Rams basically paid for a Super Bowl last year. And look, I truly believe the fact that we're seeing the Chargers move into these larger positions of Sunday night football games, things are starting to look more like, hey, the NFL – look, they want to put a product in the field that, guess what, makes money. This is a business conversation, guys, right? Yes, we're fans of a team, but the NFL cares about making money. And it's very clear to me that there's some there's always manipulation sadly and i and i hate to say it that way but that's a big issue now back to Aether's question i would say herbert probably would win most likely the mvp just because he's the quarterback and secondarily he had that rib injury at the beginning of the season and Mm -hmm. and he's just battled through it now eckler you could argue has been absolutely amazing stud and Derwin James has been amazing. I mean, those yeah. three guys are our team, guys, right? They are our team. They, they have what's kept this team even afloat at this point. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's yep. – wow, a lot to be said. A lot to be said there, guys. I, mean, I would love to, to be, be able to see that. I would love to be able to see that happen. And, and whoever wins the MVP, that's that would be a phenomenal experience in our lives as fans here. All of us here as Chargers fans would love to be able to see that happen. And and I I really do feel we're getting close with that, guys. So, you know, once again, guys, I I know we've been running a little bit over on this, but we we felt like this is a good subject to chat about. And uh, we're going to do a video on a pregame video on the Raiders game this this weekend. So family, trust, respect, my friends. And uh, we'll do that uh, probably either Saturday or Sunday. Just keep an eye out for it, guys. So, um, but let's wrap it up. Let's talk about this further in comments, like, subscribe, 
share this video. We'll throw it out there too. I think it's a really good subject all around guys, but out of your Falcon mind. Love you guys, dude. Love Appreciate you guys, it. man. Thanks. Seriously. One, yep. one of the, one of the coolest dudes ever. Yo, go, go check out their podcast for sure, man. Yep. I mean, I, I know they're, I know they're for the Falcons, but they're awesome dudes and yep. they are just absolutely worth listening to. They're just great guys. So yep. 100%. guys, but once again, I'm James. Here's Andrew. My brother, Kyle, is MIA because he's at work right now out in Hollywood. He's at work. But uh, (laughs) once again, guys, Bolt Bros, we out, guys. Peace. We out. See you.